0: It's not red. It's not going red. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, there you go. What is up, everybody? It's Dr. Vibe here, host and producer of the award winning Dr. Vibe show. As always, I like to say you're blessed, highly favored, magnet for miracles, and a solution for someone's problem. Very honored and blessed today to be part of the 24 hour podcast being hosted and produced by Indie Radio, a.k.a. Kinte Ferguson. Thank you so much for allowing me to grace the airwaves for about two hours. And uh, I'm glad that everything worked out. Big shout-out to the Get Vocal team. Big shout-out to, you know, you are allowed to go to the bathroom, Kinte. Don't worry. (laughs) So, (laughs) and he hasn't gone to sleep. I asked him, is he crazy? He has been up since, like, a long time, but I'd like to thank a lot of people that are already in the room. Uh, a, a lady I will guard to is a princess, L.A. Wade, who is in Toronto, who did an outstanding job uh, for two hours. Her and Boogie were doing a great thing, and uh, I'm happy that she has time in her positive, productive schedule to join with us. I'd like to say a shout out to Patrick, shout out to Paul Terry Wallace. Thank you so much for joining in. A little thank background. I'm going to make it real short on myself. I've done over to 2,000 epic conversations over the last 10 years. I've won one or two awards, and recently I was graced with the Innovator Award by the Canadian Ethnic Media Association. Don't want to say anything else because you'll get bored. It's all about you guys, you ladies here tonight or tonight, this afternoon. I'm so, I'm never used to doing a four o'clock Eastern time conversation, but this is all good. Little background. This topic, how difficult it is to change and adapt in today's society, I asked my family online what they wanted to talk about. I told them about this event and they said, let's do this. So two ladies I have to shout out to, Jada Lopez and Durham Skyrider, combined and gave me this idea, so i like to say thank you to both. I know Jada is not here right now, but Durham Skyrider is here, so thank you so much. And with the changing times we're in, how is it you're changing? Are you changing? Is it, is it a challenging thing? Is it an easy thing? And I, it doesn't matter what area you want to talk about. I want people to share about change and adoption in today's society. You know, we could give an example. If you're a worker in the United States for the federal government, you've had a big shift because you may not be working right now. Is it technology? Is it raising your children? Is it something in yourself to finding difficult to change? I'm just putting it out there. I'm just gonna manage, this sh- manage the ship. You guys are gonna drive the ship. So who would like to start off with a conversation topic? Don't be shy.
1: I was like, I'll leave it to LA if she wants to go ahead and come on in first.
0: I
2: knew it, I knew it. Yeah, well, I,
0: knew it. Got, I love it, Patrick. ladies first, I love it.
2: <laughs> well, thank you gentlemen. Um, What exactly do you want me to answer? How hard is it to change in today's society? <laughs> Yeah, it's right. fucking hard. <laughs> How's that for an answer? No it's problem. It's hard. It's hard, especially for me with the, as a Generation X woman of color who yep. is, for the most part, technologically challenged. I feel like every week I have to learn a new update for my fucking phone. I'm sorry I'm angry. I'm the angry black woman online right now because it's hard. And I don't know what to do um, in terms of bridging those gaps. Um, it requires more sophisticated knowledge just to keep up with the changes. And so, uh, and nobody, ain't nobody got time for that because, um, you know, you have your life, you have your children, you have your job, um, you have your friends and other extended family. Um, I would say that it's extremely hard to change in this day and age.
0: Hey, Gentlemen. LA, I, I love the passion <laughs> you fired up with. So let's let's talk. There's so many things we could cover there. So let's start with one of them: the whole area of technology change. Um, Paul or Patrick, how are you handling the changes in technology? Since La breathe the fire first
3: out here. You want me to go first, or do you want to go first, Patrick?
1: Uh, I'll I'll take it as a millennial that has been born into technology. Um, okay. I, I don't take anything with technology. It it seems like there was a generation before uh, myself, just before myself, my fiance's generation, you know, the late 70s and into, into 80. Um, you know, we were able to kind of progress with times with not just technology, but with, uh, you know, relationship goals and maybe understanding, like with, with men in general, understanding that there are feelings to be said and to be talked about rather than it just being, you know, stuck in a past in the 50s and 60s where you can't let, you know, let anybody know how you feel. And that's why people die at an early age is from anxiety and stress. And I think with, with social media, in a way, it started... Um,
4: Proliferating? It, <laughs> it,
1: it, well, it started kind of uh, with certain people of, of a certain age. It started... Uh, that's a way they could get their ideas out or that's a way they could kind of get their stress out And then, of course, you know all about trolls and how that works now on the Internet. But it it, it evolved, unfortunately, to that. Um, I don't think that's where it ends. I think technology doesn't just end with trolls and Trump and let's build a wall and this whole crazy media obsession. I think it actually evolves from here because everything from Earth that has been whether it's single-celled uh, um, organisms all the way through technology and technological advances, everything has hit an ev- evolution point, and past that, I think this will, will keep up. So if you can keep up, if you can keep up with trends, if you're a person who can see trends in media or in technology and relationships in how people interact with each other, that will keep you uh, ahead of the curve, I think.
0: Okay, but Patrick, I wanna, I'm going to put this out there. You said two challenging words there. Sure. Keep up <laughs> keep up that, that that's that's so much easier said than done uh, la would say and i'm sure la's in her mind saying i don't got the time to keep up
1: <laughs> neither do i but i still do that's the issue is it's all about to me it's about the willingness
0: how do you keep up
1: <laughs> it it's about yeah, with technology at least. Let's not talk about relationship. Let's not talk about anything else. Let's keep it to technology. Okay. Yeah. To technology alone. You if you keep up with what I mean by that is search Google once a week. You know, search Google once a week, see what new trends are happening. See what's new on Twitter. Are they coming up with updates? Is you know, if that's what you're interested in. See, you also have to find not only uh, uh trends but also something that interests you as well so that when you find the niche that interests you in technological advancement that's when you'll find that it's much easier to make time for it because it's something you're actually invested in mentally well you make it
2: sound I, I, more I, easy go ahead, Elena,
1: I, I don't i don't speak with emotion and i know people hate me for that i speak <laughs> very i speak very oh, to right. the point it's okay. um,
2: nothing wrong with that patrick
1: yeah, very analytical. That that is how my mind works. Um,
2: and so, analyze the time of day that it takes to raise two children. Work in a, a emotionally labor intensive position. Um, right. Take care of yourself. I mean, like the time is just not available. And I do, I do try to do it. I mean, I'm here, right? So I'm I'm trying. I'm doing my part. Right. But um,
1: now, I think you take it personally, though. You take it too personal as a an attack on possibly an attack on you know what it means to raise a family and it's it's hard to keep up with everything because i'm doing you know a b c d and e that's fine but there is to you i guarantee you will you will be able to find two seconds once a week two seconds to look up on google to keep up with technology like and i'm sure dr Viba, you run your show correct Okay, so you have to know what advances are happening in your field, in podcasting, in in on Twitter. Regardless of what else is happening in your life, there is a specific thing that you have to keep up on because it's required of you to stay relevant in your in your field. <laughs> you have to be. You're to
2: hilarious. Call. I'm taking it personally. <laughs> uh, La. You have to
3: I mean, Paul, come yeah. on in. Hey, uh, you have oh, to be. I'm
0: able
3: your inbound stream you have to be able to select and and curate what's what's relevant to you moment to moment i'm 74 years old so i've seen i've seen the whole evolution of tech from the very beginning and now i can go i used to run circles around everyone in tech until until five years ago when the cell phone came in and the internet got more popular now if now, now everyone's on a level playing field. Nobody has like a intrinsic advantage over anybody else. And we've got this uh, incredible amount of podcasts coming at us. There are 800,000 podcasts now. There's approaching one billion podcasts. That is an incredible amount of information. How do you curate that? How do you choose from that that uh tidal wave of information coming in it's just uh incredible and then at the same time i like retro technology i can go back and play with the 30 year old radio and get it to work you know and i see relevance in some retro technology to today's technology and i'll pass it over to la go ahead la
0: no i i before la or the guy continue here paul you are the admiration of everyone here there you are in your hot tub <laughs> broadcasting like everyone's like and like loving it love it and just reading some comments. I just want to invite shout out some other people here Jay Karina Danny thank you so much for jumping on Uh Shannon is saying I want to do a podcast from my from the shower hey make it, <laughs> let it rain let it rain <laughs> hmm, That's but, funny. Uh, but, you know but just in the area of podcasting like I started podcast online broadcasting podcasting whatever you want about over 10 years ago and it's just so funny when i was doing it back then people said what are you doing don't understand like what what are you doing this for and now all those people are either selling me they're starting a podcast or they're asking me how to do a podcast so it's very interesting in regards to i'm not i can't be everywhere so i'm very selective on what i've tell me what's going on and and, and that's basically what it. i'm not going to be able to catch everything and i don't want to catch everything because i don't got the time for it but i just very selective in what i do catch and sure there's going to be some things that i miss but whatever it's more important to catch something than miss everything
1: so he said what i said only nicer <laughs> but
0: I, I think no but you know what it's it, it it's again timing is a factor Durham Skyrider is saying, I'm super busy, but I take shortcuts by keeping up with people like Leanne Smith, Chris, uh, Chris uh, D, Peter Stewart, who have informational shows every week. Yeah, I, I definitely think that there are people out there that can shortcut the shortcut for you, basically, in regards to it. But again, everyone has different amounts of time. Everyone has different amounts of responsibility. Like, And I know a little bit about LA, and she has a very intense life, right?
2: Well, let's, not, let's not talk about, okay, I just came off of a podcast yeah. where we were talking about the gender divide and the elephants in the room. And the big elephant in this room is that I'm speaking to three males, who um, two of which are white males, that may not understand the complexity by which it is to be a black woman in this world. But I know that that's not the topic here, so I'm just going to leave that there and just say that I see the elephant and then continue on. I'll also state that um, I do try, (laughs) you know? I do try with the time that I have. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be here online right now in this podcast. So I just think that there are um, larger gaps in terms of people's um, expectations of what they would like to see themselves do. You know, everyone wants that autonomy. They all have the rights to dream and be able to do diverse things and, and be interesting and relevant. And I just think that there's a gap in the ability for everyone to be able to do that in the same capacity. So there's a stratification that's taking place between people's ability to have autonomy online and the people's ability to um, you know, create, have agency around finding that knowledge and, and staying relevant with everything that's going on.
1: Right, and I won't talk much about it. And I'm sorry, Dr. Vibe, I'll let you have the floor. This is your show here. Uh, but I will say that, you know, that was a huge assumption to what you made there. And I know you want to, you know, hit on that assumption and then walk away from the topic. But, you know, that that's all. I just think that was kind of uh, wrong of you to assume that I have no idea that I've, uh, that's assuming but that I I've never grown up with anybody.
2: to be a white man and you can't know how it is to be a black woman. That's not an assumption. That's a fact.
1: Right. No, it has nothing to do with me dating them all my life, having a black fiance, having a mixed daughter. You know, that has, has nothing to do, to do, do with it, right? No.
2: You of still course. don't know what it's like to be her.
1: Oh, Okay. All right.
0: So, okay. So in regards, let's move it to other areas that you may, that people may have changed in regards to in your life, that technology is one of them. Is there other areas that people are having challenging with change? Are people having any change dealing with the different generations, the younger generation? Because we have different ages in here. We have a Paul who's like in his 70s. I'd like to ask Paul in regards to do you, is it difficult for you to handle the changes that the society is bringing, especially coming from the younger people?
3: Generally, I find that I try to, to maintain like a leadership role in technology with younger people, and I find them coming to me for advice and mentoring. And I go to them for the same thing. It's a two-way street. It's not a one-way Street at all, and it's a continual process of mentoring each other.
1: Okay. I, I like that. I like that that he that he realizes that, and a lot of people don't realize. Even the younger generation, I would say, is the hardest not to realize it. They don't realize that they they look at people that are older than them, older generations, and a lot of them think that they have nothing else to offer. But I I, I agree with uh, Paul. You you need to go both ways.
0: Ellie, in your full-time gig you deal a lot with younger people
2: i do and
0: and i guess you can speak in two ways obviously you can speak as one being older and change and dealing changes that they're bringing and what are they saying about changes that they have to do with in society and adaptability
2: um i think the biggest concern for people is for the students, I deal with adult students. I'm not dealing with children. Oh, so, I know that. Yeah, so a big part of what they are finding challenging to their keeping up and with all of the changes is um, how to stay relevant, how the education system isn't really there to, to help them necessarily find a job, but it's more so how to be innovative um, and, and find ways to be entrepreneurial. Um, I think that's mostly what I'm hearing. The tech, again, the technology changes um, and people, and you know, there's a, there is a polarity between the, those that have and those that have not. And I work with people who have not. And so class is a big difference in what's possible for people in terms of even imagining change. I would say that's a huge challenge.
0: And, and it's interesting this morning, I was watching uh, CBS Sunday morning that's on every Sunday morning, the first lead story was very interesting about college students in the United States that are homeless. It was a fascinating piece and to be honest, it was something I didn't even think about till it was brought to me and just the challenges. And I was thinking in relation to today's conversation topic that the changes that they have to do with, let alone just trying to make it in school, let alone the changes of expensive education, there's so many things they have to deal with. And it was a very fascinating competition and piece and enlightening piece and educational piece.
3: Did you, did you segment on the uh, podcasting on the CBS Sunday Morning Buddy? Yes, I, Dr. I, Bob?
0: Yeah, I caught that too. That was really interesting too. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Well, so, I guess, so let's take, I wanna also bring up this. How do you feel like in general, how are people adopting change? And what is, I think the not good and good on way people are reacting to change these days. I think we're seeing more of the, the challenging part of change. How is it affecting our society in general, the difficulty as is it getting more challenging and there's more negative effects with the changes in our society? Is all change good? Is some change bad what would you have to say to that anyone here or in the uh on the comment section
3: i think that we're facing i think we're facing a frightening prospect because ai is gonna is gonna uh come on the scene and we're not going to be ready for it and uh i I think that quantum computing is going to kick in with ai and that that's going to be like a a double punch, you know, to mankind that, that I do not know if we are ready for that. And I I wonder if the Chinese are going to get there first. <laughs> well, and,
0: and I I don't I don't mind. I don't want this conversation to be so such a base in the world today, but I also want to see the non Technological aspects of change, good or bad, in our society today. And Jay Karina says, "Change is mostly good. We always fear what we don't know and ra- rail against it." Hmm, interesting.
2: Yeah, I think change is good. Also, I think change is, is good, um, but within context, we need to understand where we've been, where we've been, so that we can extract the things that worked that will benefit us moving forward so that change doesn't have to be so startling um, and scary for people, if
1: possible. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: So then let me put it out there. Is is change moving too fast these
1: days? For some, yes. I think for some people that, that don't... They like change at a slow pace. I do think for them, yes, it is moving too fast, but I think, as far as quantum computing, uh, uh, like Paul said, and uh, AI, I think the only good practical use for AI like like um, uh, advanced AI and also uh, quantum computing would only be for interplanetary travel. I think it 's for like nasa spacex that 's the only thing of good use that I can find for that uh, because of with or because of the reason with quantum computing. Uh, it would be to w- what takes people, what takes human beings years to figure out, they might be able to figure out, or quantum computer might be able to figure out the solution a lot faster as to how to build uh, uh, more aerodynamic you know, spacecraft and things like that. But I don't see any other practical reason, like we're pretty good with our phones now. Our phones have come a long way as far as what we can do with our phones, our smartphones, uh, that I don't think you know with the addition of of huge uh, outlets of social media instagram facebook youtube um twitter things like that i don't think that we need quantum computing for our smartphones because i think that's just taking it way too far but as far as practical uses finding things with uh um, you know outside of our planet and 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 helping uh um Companies like spacex, NASA, things like that, the blue origins project that 's the only thing I think that 's good for to be honest with you, because quantum computing, I think people don 't realize that some people might think it as uh, or see it as well you know it, it's it 's moving us forward and it 's going to be doing things for us in such a snap and we 'll be able to have you know like the google glasses but it's it 's implanted in you, and there 's other things that could come with that in the future and it 's like but do you really need that? Is that really what we need? And I don't think that's what we need. I think what we need in quantum computing is to help with interplanetary travel and things like that in space exploration, not with helping our phones read things faster.
0: Okay. So I'm going to reel this conversation in a bit. I'm talking I want sure. I want to focus on, on more non-technological things. Because, I apologize. Yeah, so cuz I want to do with the things on earth, not the things out of earth right now. And I want to make sure that everyone understands that I'm concerned about the changes that are happening in everyday life with people. Like the technology thing is not a bad thing, but one of the prices that some people are paying is our privacy. Are we, are are people, you know, are people getting used to having their privacy put out there? Right? It's not something that you, uh, whether it's the people on here or the people in the room are people cool with their privacy being accessed or their, their, their identity being accessed? That's the sort of change I'm looking at uh, in regards to all that computing stuff that's coming down the road. i the, the person in the street every day. Those are the people that I want to focus on today on those things.
1: Uh, I'm not, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. LA.
2: No, no go ahead.
1: Sorry. I didn't mean to, I just saw your lips moving there. Just a second. Uh, I, uh, I was just going to say about people every day. No, I don't think it's right that they're like with Facebook, how their information was being openly given away. No, that's that's a complete evasion of privacy. But then you take the people that still walk down the street every day and use Facebook and scroll through Facebook, even after knowing that they do this like myself. So the real question is how 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 much information are you willing to give away? Not are you comfortable with it, but how much information are you willing to give away in my mind? Now,
0: <clears throat> let me ask here then, Paul, how much let, let me answer that question you just put out. There. How much information are you comfortable letting being released out there to like a Facebook?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, you're talking to me or Paul?
0: Paul and yourself, everyone in the room here, how Paul comfortable like that sort of change? 15 20 years ago, we wouldn't even think about our information being out there, now it's out there. How do you feel? Is that something that changed your cool with? Is, or are you still trying to say, mm, "I'm not really happy with it," etc. I,
1: I feel that in a way, you know, I, I believe people understand that with uh, things like the the government taking information and. Um, You know, government agencies already having all your info, and they have been spreading your info around for years. I don't think. I think uh, in in a bad way, and it's not a good thing. But I think a lot of people are seeing the thing with Facebook as, I guess you would say, the lesser of two evils. And I hate that phrase. I I absolutely loathe that phrase. But I, I truly believe that that fits when it comes to that that question you asked me: is how how comfortable am I? More comfortable than knowing knowing if it's being sold. By my government, rather than possibly Facebook, just so I get a few spam emails once. A, uh, excuse me, once in a while. That's you know a big difference than someone like Big Brother watching, rather than you know at least to me, Big Brother watching. Other than um, you know having spam emails, like I'm saying.
0: Hey Tony, what's up?
5: Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Sorry, so, hi, hey, LA, Patrick. Hey. Good, good, to meet you. Nice to meet you. So. So, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Lay first. She's gonna say something. Oh,
2: I was just noticing that um, Jay Karina online said, We went from gay marriage is an abomination to love who you love. That's progress. And I think with Dr. Vibe's vision of having it be about people, I was just thinking about how things change in law and then attitudes take a little bit longer to change. Um, So, So change isn't as instant within the individual. And so anything that we interact with, that change has to match within yourself along with what's happening externally to you, like a law, like technology. Um, And it's difficult to get people who are used to being a certain way to wrap their mind around, okay, there's there's changes happening, but I don't know what to do in order to match the changes that are happening. How do I catch up to it? And so by providing examples like you did, Patricko, you know, going on Google and, and looking something up, that will help those individuals start to change their attitude towards the change. But it's, it is. It's a struggle for people. Change in, internally takes a lot longer, I think, than it is for the collective um, society's decision to make things change.
1: Dr. Vibe, did you see Kente's uh, comment in, in the comments?
0: I just... I was just going to read it. The
2: Kinte said, "Some people adopt,
0: and so others get left behind." And I, the, and I, I fully agree with that. The concern I have is I feel that more people are being left behind every day. Yeah, that's that's the concern. That's why. And Jake I don't think that people
2: that. care anymore yeah. <laughs> as much as they, they maybe could.
5: A, a lot of it, and I'm I'm might go a little off from base on this, but a lot of it has to do with. Um, with two things: one is values, your values and other people's values, and then other, and then um, not just the values, but how you understand how your value relates to someone else's values and vice versa. Um, we we have such a diverse world of of, uh, of of Americans, Mexicans, British people, Australian people, all over the world. Don't forget and, Canadians, by the way. You know, and cana and Canadians, <laughs> you know, you know, Canadians, and you know, uh and then you can group them together. you North North America, South America, you know, all that, you know, stuff, and you know, this kind of goes into the uh, uh, topic we to talk, to Dr. Bob, about 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 um, our cultures really understanding each other, our diverse people really understanding diverse people. It, it's hard to deal with adaptation. It's hard to deal with change whenever. You don't even understand yourself, much less someone else or or how a society can affect another society or, or whatever. So in actuality, adaptation is very hard to deal with because we don't understand each other and we won't understand each other. We have the mentality of me, me, me. I'm the only one, you know. F Excuse you know that's that's the mentality that essentially we
1: all have. Yeah, I like that you say essentially because we did want to point out that it's not everyone. So, so,
0: and I think Tony, those are really good points. And uh, Jay Krena says adaptation is how we survive for eons.
5: Yeah, it, it, well, it is, but still, every point in history, it doesn't matter if it goes back to the biblical times, the, the Roman times, the modern day times, you're still going to have war, you're going to have famine, you're going to have disease, you're going to have everything because of people's inability to understand how people can influence or uninfluence each other.
0: So, so Tony, would you then say that people are more many people or more people than ever before are more resistant to ch- resistant to change and adaptation than ever
5: um, I wouldn't say it's more so I'd say it's equally as so as every generation except now we have the uh, now we have the ability to um, communicate all over the world and we, we have different circumstances um, you know uh biblically speaking, there's nothing new under the sun it's just our 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 uh circumstances are very different now. we now have technology we all have have uh, uh a greater way to communicate um, and and um we we've even changed things like climate the climate change and I'm not going to go into that because it's not going to be a you know You know, part of this conversation, but, you know, what we've done an impact on on our world in general is just nothing really new under the sun, pretty much in my opinion.
1: Tony, I got a question for you, though. When you were saying about communication and, you know, everything is not really changed. It's just now we have technology that can uh, help us, you know, communicate all over the Mm -hmm. world. But the main word there is communication. Now, I'll I'll put a word in front of that and see Mm -hmm. what people think in the room here. What about genuine communication? And I'm not talking about that's fake lost. Instagram communication, Twitter. I'm talking about like L.A. and I meeting in the street and actually talking to each other and having a good conversation. Like I haven't seen that from a lot of people that I know. I haven't seen that in years.
5: Yeah, that that's lost today. I can Yeah, tell you fortunately. That's, that is lost today. Um, that even goes back to the thing of, um, you know, I'm a big stressor of of uh, uh, critical thinking. You know, nobody knows how to actually think um, for themselves today and actually have a real debate, uh, have a real communication, ask questions like who, what, when, where, why, to what extent. Um, It's just, it's a mess.
1: (laughs) I I, I have a feeling the ones The ones that you're saying can't think for themselves, I don't believe they're in this room right now. I don't believe it's L.A. or Dr. Vibe or yourself. I I don't believe it's anybody in the comments because I I truly think that people here that are here today want to have a conversation.
2: I I think that. Oh, sorry, Dr. Vibe. I was just thinking to say that um, I think that there are there are changes that are made for convenience and it doesn't always consider the latent expe- aspects of those changes. So, like Tony was saying, we have all this social media to stay connected, yet we're even further apart than we've ever been, uh-huh. um, because we're not connected emotionally on a, a psychosocial um, level. So.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, the biggest the biggest thing for me is you know, when I ask somebody how to do something, and they say, "Well, Google it," I'm I'm don't you tell me to google nothing you explain to me <laughs> how to do something at
2: least you know, you know.
1: well that's I, my biggest that's my biggest problem with with older generations is that like my father he at least so he he had to teach me and he had to learn new technology but he had to teach me like as i was growing up If you have a question about something, you know, it's, it's, it's back then it was harder to do because not as much, you know, you couldn't just Google it. You couldn't just go on YouTube at the time. So there were people that you had to ask, but now it's like, if you can't just, to me, if, if it's, if it's, if it's a simple enough that you can Google it or YouTube it and see step-by-step how to fix the issue without having to just go to the person next to you and possibly get an, I don't know, or and this is just me in my experience, a full of crap answer that they don't know what they're talking about, but they act like they do. Um, I would rather go on and Google it or, or find information about it, figure out how to do it myself. And then when somebody asks, how did you do that? Well, here I looked, I had to look up the information yeah. and, and figure it out. I had to find the direct sources and, and, and use sources. Um, certain people will say, Oh, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to look for sources, uh, you know, and, and people of. My generation, even a little bit older than me, will sit down with you and say, hey, listen, I get it. You you don't you don't understand how to do that right now, but I will show you and I'll be I want to be nice and, and show you because I want you to be able to the next time show the next guy that says that, hey, look what I learned. You know, uh-huh. and that I think is something the generations can show each other. I know I'm sitting here. I am the youngest person in the room, but <laughs> it's OK, because I know that I've got somebody who's technologically savvy enough you're doing a podcast she she is is on the podcast you're here and you've got your microphone you're set up obviously people know what they're doing so you know I, I I don't have any issue there but I do have issue with people that may try to do something get frustrated because they can't and then and then get flustered and not know how to find an answer
0: okay Jake, uh, without
1: asking how to okay
0: Jake, thank you so much for coming on in what do you have you've been saying a great amount of stuff on the side here. Good to have you on verbally. So what do you like to share? Well,
4: <clears throat> all right. So a couple things. First, I I I I understand why the premise of change is so difficult for us to embrace because it's frustrating. And because it prevents us from being able to do things that we're tasked with to do every single day so i i give a lot of credit to people who keep trying to keep up with things that uh, that they need to because this is a part of their everyday life but change i think is something that it man for human beings this is really tough and for a society that is so incredibly integrated with the number of ideologies the number of ideas the number of just variables that are in it it is i think really important for us all to step back and remember that this is a phase and it's really really short in terms of who we are as a uh, as a as a society as who we are just as human beings that we have only been experiencing the kind of changes that we're talking about on an everyday level for less than the past 40 years and that's small that's a little tiny drip in the pond if we're moving further apart from each other then then that needs to be seen as a phase we need to look at this in a larger picture it's not like we've abandoned the ability to speak coherently to each other we haven't abandoned language for some kind of alternate thought process or something like that. We're talking about change that is, I think, uh, both on a minuscule level, like on a macro level and on a micro level, but we can't see the difference. And so when we start talking about how does technology change our lives or how how does interpersonal communications change because of the changing world around us, I I just feel like we need to sort of take a big, giant step back and look at sort of what the overall picture here is and realize that, taking a deep breath, this too shall pass And, and we have to keep up with it and we have to stay current, we have to stay relevant. But we also need to temper this by not making these broad generalization kind of sweeps where we're, where we blame generations that are underneath, well, not underneath, but we we blame younger generations for being stupid. We are the ones that are raising these people. We are the ones who are supposed to be, well, my generation for sure, we're supposed to be the mentors. We are the parents. We are the 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 people who are supposed to be explaining that change is good and here's how to best use it. Instead, we're just throwing tools at people and saying, okay, everybody be a Michelangelo. And that's not sustainable, right? Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it, does. It, does,
0: it, does, it does make sense. Well said, I, I thank LA for giving up her seat and having you come in and very well said. I wanna build on what you've just shared with us in regards to the changing piece. And if I'm off base, please people tell me I'm off base. Change is happening so quickly these days but the average capacity for human beings to adopt that change is basically staying the same. So is, is it a bigger, isn't it a huge concern that the changes, the gap is getting wider in regards to handling the change?
1: Well, you're yeah. starting to see the the, the the few that actually are willing to, to, to be able to handle the change or that are quick. And I, and I don't mean quick enough by age, because there are people that are older that of older generations that can still handle the change. So I'm not saying just from my generation or younger. I, I mean older generations as well. Um, you know, the people that are willing to or the percentage that are willing to, it's never going to be 100% in my mind. But the percentage that's willing to try to be uh, – learn how to be quick enough to handle the change and try to roll with the changes, I think they will be be the ones, like Kinte said, either adapt or get left behind. And I hate to say that it's that blank and out there, but yeah. Yeah,
5: but there I, there's, there's, there's somebody – I'm sorry, Dr. five. No,
0: and there, I'll let you back. Sorry, Tony. Pardon me. The reason why I made that observation is something that Jay Karina, you put in the comments section about. Uh, oh, I just lost it. Just give me a second. That's why people act out and get angry. They feel left out. Yeah, uh-huh. I
4: think I, I think that's I think that's really true. But also, along with that very sentiment, It is, it's really, we should know by now that fear makes us act irrationally, and we tend to, as, and I think this is a protection mechanism that we all have, we want to hold on to the things that we understand and know because those tried and true mechanisms are what have gotten us this far. So we tend to think that they are the best ways of doing things instead of embracing and being open to different ideas because it's scary. But there, but the other piece of that is sometimes it takes, not everybody processes at the same speed. Not everyone has had the same uh, intellectual environment to grow up in. Not everyone has had the same levels of schooling. There are so many different variables that if we treat society as one giant homogenous piece of uh, collateral, we're doing a huge disservice to the people who are left behind. And those are the people who we really need to handle with kid gloves. We need to give them TLC, not because we feel bad or because they're pathetic or because, oh, I pity you, but because they're the people who, when we take that time to handle this change properly with, they're the people who then stop being the angry mob in our society. They're the people who stop being the, the the dissenters who are doing things because they simply don't have any other avenue i mean it's really obvious if you walk into uh some of the tech stores like a best buy that there are people who understand what's happening inside of their own little you know technology bubbles and then there are people that really don't and the people that don't are the ones that are yelling at the sales associates because they just don't get it. And and from a wider perspective, if we look at what the shouting box is in our own society, we can see that the people who are being the most vocal are the people who are usually pushing against change as it comes, because either they don't understand it, or they don't like it. D- mm. I mean, like, it's not, it's not like I'm saying that we all can't, Adapt to change, we can, but we all need to treat each other as if we are important and special on this journey, not saying, well, just because you can't figure it out, that means that you're lesser than. And I think that's how people feel. They feel like they're lesser than because they can't figure it out.
5: Well, what I was going to, what I was going to back, back to what I was going to say earlier is it's not a thing of, of, it's more of a thing in the way I see things is, is there's always going to be a group. Or groups that will say, "Does the change really need to happen at all?" And that's the main—that's the main thing that causes the conflict. Is yes, we understand this change. We see this change is happening, but does it really have to happen at all? This but- doesn't, you know but that, uh, that's that's uh,
4: part of but that's part of what you had said before right about about critical thinking because just because a change doesn't need to happen for group a, it doesn't mean that it is not going to enrich and benefit group b's life and if group a is not willing to see from the perspective of group B, then no change at all is going to make that difference,
1: thus the gap right
4: right the,
1: right exactly
0: I right. uh, just want to shout out here. Uh, La is saying yes. She is agreeing with what you're saying, Jay Karina. She says, acce- "access Accessibility needs equals being left behind." Is that what our is that what our is that? I can't talk today. Is that what our society stands for? Yes. Wow. We we uh,
4: if we all if we all stop looking. Uh, maybe it's because I I. I'm not Buddhist, but I love Buddhism. And uh, part of Buddhism is like seeing this, uh, uh, a less stratification of the world and uh, something a little bit more, um, almost less tangible. And so if you stop holding on to uh, an idea of permanence as being something that is sort of where you, put your anchors, if you stop putting your anchors into what you just believe is permanent and instead be open to not just adaptation, but to change in general, you'll find a way to make it work. It's not that you find that there's always joy in every single change, it's that you begin to understand that change is the way that the whole universe happens. It's nothing is gonna happen in the universe without change. None of us would be happy if that happened. So if we reframe how we think about change as something that maybe we don't like it at the moment, but there's a way to get through it, it will help us to, and also sometimes change is just going to happen. And look, I hated 2016. I hated what happened, but it (laughs) happened and I'm still here and I'm still existing and I'm still finding joy and stuff. And it's okay. It's, I mean, you know, it's not okay, but you know what I mean? Like, I am yep. okay. The world is going to continue to move on and I'm going to find ways to express myself. But you got to get over the fear and you got to get over the, the idea that you think that you can never change something or that change can never happen. Does that, I hope that that well, makes sense.
1: It does, and there's something on that, and I studied Shin Buddhism for for years, and I love that you brought that up. I know you say you're not Buddhist, but you brought it up, and I, and I wanted to say it's a lot like equating it to physicists or scientists. They understand that they have ideas of the way things should be, but they know that science is always going to possibly prove them wrong or move things, the narrative forward a little bit, past where they thought it would ever go, and they have to accept that and try to move forward with it. Because if they don't move forward with it, they're not a scientist anymore. They're out of their field, and someone else will take over for them. Uh, For one thing I wanted to say, though, in 2016, I know this really doesn't matter, but it's something I wanted to put in there. A lot of people would think 2016 and what Trump was uh, surrounding himself with is people that didn't care about Social Security disability and food stamps and health care and everything like that, right? Mostly when people think and I do when I say people, I mean white people and I mean privileged white people They they hear that and they think minority, right? Unfortunately, that's not at all true. The majority of it is 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 the majority of it because white people are still the majority in the US. The majority of what they're thinking of are actually white people. (laughs) There are other white people, but they don't see that. And I think in 2016, they're thinking, well, we don't care because it's just other people. And it's like, no, I myself am on disability from the state of Illinois for bipolar disorder. I myself have had to receive because to help my fiance and I pay for things, have had to receive food stamps. I have had to have those in order to help me with financials. But yet people will look at me if the way I dress when I go out to, like, her shows and everything, they look at me and not for a second think that any of those things were happening. And that's the biggest thing that I wish I could correct in the American public today. Yeah. So,
5: well, I'm in the same boat, you know, because I'm in Virginia and I grew up in North Carolina. Um, you know, I become disabled because, and they you use that that, uh, that term again, but, uh, you know, I become disabled because of my my. Diabetes, my cerebral palsy, my my complications, everything else. And, you know, I'm in the same boat. So, well, no, but
1: but, Jay, what were you saying?
4: I I was just going to say so that is a perfect example of how we adapt to change. Life becomes hard, and we find a way to Mm -hmm. adapt to it. We find a way to figure out how to make things happen, how to put food on the table, how to address the basic issues of financial security it's not, we don't, there's no such thing as for human beings a perfect scenario where everything comes together and, I mean, maybe once in a great while in your life, you have epiphany moments where wow, the whole world makes sense, and that's beautiful, but it's a moment. Most of our lives are really spent in just trying to manage the everyday stuff that happens to us. And I don't really think that this is any different than if we were to, let's say, transport ourselves back 300 years. The people were still doing the same thing. They were just doing it with different tools and different abilities in society.
5: Yeah, like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. It, uh,
4: but I think we think we think we are. We think we are so much smarter, so much more, <laughs> uh, you know, brilliant about stuff because we have more access to knowledge. But I don't. I think that's really very false. I think that part of the problem with not wanting to adapt to change is we somehow think we've made it. I don't know how to describe that other than just to say. Uh, wow, it's such a false narrative that we that we weave in that way. It's just not real.
1: Well, Jay, and, and here's the thing is I'd love to bring this back to science for two seconds if I could, uh, you know, my shirt and everything. <laughs> uh, I'd like to bring it back to science. Um, we think we're special because uh, uh, some people look at, let's say, uh, apes and say we're – and even ch- well, chimps are, are one of our closest uh, uh, relatives here on Earth, Right? They look at chimps and they say, "We're, two per- we're There's only two percent separating us from them." And look how far and above and away that we think we are from them. What do you think the next? And and I'm saying race as in as in not you know any kind of specific race, but race of whoever it is. And I know extraterrestrials are not getting into that, but I'm saying any other community of beings from anywhere. What if they were two percent? ahead of us how would they look at us and that's where you need to put i think a lot of human beings need to put their their specialty in a box notion away because if we could if we're if we have the ability as human beings um as homo sapiens to be two percent only two percent above chimps and apes as far as intelligence level as far as dna and then you go and you and you ask yourself well What if someone or something was 2% above us? What would that look like to us? Or, again, what would we look like to them? And I think that will maybe humble a few people that can have some critical uh, thinking skills.
4: We we can be proud of who we are right at this very moment and be really super excited about the accomplishments that we have made and not feel like we are somehow entitled to something greater than where we are right now because we somehow have access to information or knowledge or whatever. We're still human beings. We're still struggling with the same issues. We still have the same basic wants and desires. And until we recognize that. Embracing change is the best way for us. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's an augmentation. Change is is the way that we facilitate meeting all of those needs. We have to change because we have to meet those needs. So right now we're in a weird sort of or at a weird kind of crossroads where we've got a lot of different tools getting thrown at us and we're still basically trying to figure out how to meet the same basic needs with those tools. What we emerge of from out of this is we don't know. We don't know what that's going to, what's going to, it's going to look like. So the best thing that we can do is God, I hate to say it this way, but we have to somehow find joy in the moment in the stuff that we're doing as hard as it is, as adverse as it is, use the tools that help us the best and don't worry about other people changing and doing things off on their scale. That's their scale.
0: Right. Uh, Just to jump in here, uh, shout out to Donald who's jumped in and uh, Patricia A, aka Durham Skywriter says... If you keep saying there's nothing new under the sun, you're going to stop noticing new things if you haven't already. So that is good. Yeah, Patricia, if you'd like to come in, would love you to come in too. And uh, Tony says he's more than happy to jump up. Yeah, so.
5: I, I can hop off, but I did come. On, I come to say something to what Patricia's saying. There is, you know, even though even though there is um, nothing new under the sun, in my opinion, uh, yeah, people do notice things all the time, and. It's just a way of 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 how history is um, done. Well, or you know, like for example, and and this might be a little controversial. Uh, do you think that Columbus discovered America?
1: No, no, that to, now, be, to be not a fact.
5: No. Okay, that's my point. Of of even though Columbus was the first one to to in in history to say, "Hey, I've discovered a New World." In actuality, you know, the new world's been here all the time. There's there are people, you know, people here all the time going back. Uh, I mean, look at um, look at the Canadian show. I'm not Canadian, but I watch it a lot. Um, the uh, the curse of the Oak Island. You know, there's been there's been activity up there on Oak Island going on since uh, the 17th, 16th, 15th century, um, and even before that. You know, and um, um, yeah, people knew about. The Americas. They just didn't want to admit it, say it, whatever. Does that make sense where I was going? With, with what I, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, uh, let, me, let me hop off and let me um, let somebody else try to come in if they want to. Hey,
0: okay, thank you again, Tony. Uh, LA is saying is adaptation also about assimilating to the majority rule? These are the sort of things I actually that I wanted to get to. So are we just now basically in a a, uh, state in the journey of society that we're just adapting instead of questioning?
1: Uh, I would say the majority. Like I said, there is a small minority that understands how to actually adapt and change and find new ways and have critical thinking and, and ask critical questions. But I think the majority of people are are okay being asleep. Would you agree, Jay?
4: Um, I,
1: I sort of in a matrixy yes, kind of way.
4: <laughs> I, I mean, yes, and and I think the um, the the further point about understanding uh, being led, La brings up a really good point because being led into or lulled into a, a sense of security because change is is just happening and so therefore just embrace it without thinking critically about it or without coming to some kind of personal feeling about it, that's similarly dangerous. I mean, you can't just adapt to things just because without having some kind of personal understanding about why things are happening. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that sets human beings so much, that, that gives them so much adaptability and 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 also there are yeah, change is so incredibly diverse just even into itself because there's sociological change there's cultural change there's personal change there's technological change there's climate change there's all kinds of changes and so we have to i think be careful that we don't overgeneralize what we are thinking about in terms of change as one word, because each one of those requires a different tool set, a different intellectual bent in order for us to grab that information and be able to process it.
1: It's interesting
0: right, when we're talking about that, what just came up, that term embrace change, embrace change. And it's not it never, you never hear a lot of times, but think about it, think about it before embracing it. It's just, you just got to embrace change. It's almost like, it's like a 1984, you just, you just got to do it. You don't think well, about it, you just do.
1: Well, I think you're taking that as a broad spectrum though, rather than when embracing change, our minds, as you, as we talked earlier about quantum computing for two seconds, our minds are, uh, have the ability to make a, a decision in a split second. So I don't think it's going to take me three days to think over what new change is happening. It may take me a, a few minutes to really analyze, if I'm smart about it, break things down, whatever the change is, analyze what it is, and analyze whether or not it's going it's good uh, for me and can benefit me in the long run.
4: No, I, I actually take issue with that. I actually think that that's not 100% right on because I have Wish. turned the corner on a lot of different thinkings as I have matured and, and and hopefully gotten wiser. I've changed my mind about a lot of things that I once thought were – changes that didn't benefit us that that uh, that you know seemed frivolous and superfluous and now i think no these are integral parts of who we are and they do have a place in our society and they are right and uh, the, because of that it, i actually think that that's why extended periods of thought are important it's one of the reasons which is interesting to me it's one of the reasons that democracy is such an incredible uh tool that we have it requires people to really think and most of us maybe don't always do as good and thorough of a job but we do think about stuff we do spend time not just a day or so but sometimes many weeks many months thinking about how we should approach things and i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing I I don't mean with every
1: situation, but I did say I did say in the beginning it's a situation based approach. That's what I'm saying. A situation based approach. If I'm saying embrace change like, you know, wait, President Barack Obama or at the time wasn't elected yet. Let's say it doesn't take me two seconds to realize that what George Bush did for the country and that was bad and that what Barack Obama could promise to do and, and to bring wouldn't take me more than five minutes to realize I should probably vote for this guy. But there's other situations where what is technology going to do for us? Is it going to hurt us in the long run? Is it good for the government? Is it good for interplanetary travel? Is it good for the economy? Yes, that is a longer-term thing to think about. So, yes, I'd say case-by-case basis. It depends on what you're going to um, offer your 100% effort of, of, of a thought process to. Yes, I fully agree with you.
0: And comments. I'm sorry
1: for interrupting if I did.
0: Jay, Karina, do you want to add to that commentary at
4: all? Well, the the only thing that I, I, I again, I think we just need to sort of make sure that we are measured in is, is not to shame people for not being able to embrace or keep pace with change. Everybody <laughs> requires a different set of, time parameters when it comes to change because while some people are perfectly happy to do the same thing every single day of their lives and that's their routine that's what they want other people need things that are more stimulating and so they go and they actively seek out change and those are the people that maybe will be able to adapt to change more efficiently or a little bit quicker it doesn't necessarily though make it right and and it's when we when we start saying that that change is it, that it's inevitable that you know yeah that I agree with that it is inevitable we do need to understand that but at the same time I think we also need to make allowances for each other and really again I'm going to say this one more time handle with kid gloves and uh, really give TLC to people who cannot adapt as quickly because integrating them into all of our changes can only add to who we are. It's not about exclusion. It's not about making people feel upset or bad that they can't make changes faster or that they're not adapting to society at light speed. It's about understanding that if you can't, we're here for you, the people who can. We are here for you. If I need help in some way, I need to be able to reach out and get it and not feel shamed about it. Does that? Does, I mean, what, I hope. Well, that and, and did
1: you it. did you hear what I what was his name? Tony, that was in here earlier, correct?
4: Yeah, yep. Tony.
1: Okay, did you hear what I said to him? Because I said exactly what you're saying now. Is I said I would rather it be where instead of asking and being confused and trying to catch up and play catch up, ask someone who has the intelligence that the, not the intelligence that's the wrong word uh, has the uh, experience rather. That's what I meant to say. Has the experience in dealing with technology or, or experiencing advancements and, and change in the certain aspect that you're trying to figure it out in, and then ask them, hey, how, how, uh, how do I do this? I'm, I'm kind of falling behind a little bit. How do I do this? And then I would say then take the time to teach that person like I did say to Tony on this recording. And I said, and then that way when someone else says they're having trouble, now you can go and say, hey, look, I've got this. I yeah. can handle this now, and I could teach the next guy. And yeah, that or, yeah. or girl. So, yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. I just think it's not a 100% situation either.
0: Okay, before we go any further, Donald's been very patiently waiting. Sorry. Well, Donald, no problem. Um, thanks for taking the time to jump in. Would like to hear what you want to share.
6: <laughs> yeah, it was just the, the topic of uh, how difficult it is uh, to change and adapt it in today's society. I think it's not a matter of how difficult it is going to be it's a matter of whether you're willing to or not there's uh, some changes like what this video that's been showing in the background is just machine learning for example uh, there's 3d printers that are 3d that are working with 3d materials that are really advanced and but there's also machine learning that's added to that so even in the old days where an engineer would sit down and draw up a part, even that, those types of jobs are going to go by the wayside because machine learning is actually going to displace a lot of those engineers as well. So the, the engineering, um, basic jobs, transportation, communications, there's so many jobs that are going to be lost to technology, but you're going to have to go back to uh, either – a few of the old trades, which are working with your hands and actually being able to make something, which not many people can do, or you're going to be having to be artistic, or you're going to have to deal with uh, people one-on-one in psychology, uh, coaching, uh, the arts. Those types of trades, machines can handle to a certain extent, but they're still not going to do the good, the same job that a, that a human would. Uh, it's just it's going to take a long time for machine learning and that development of uh, AI to develop to
1: the point where they could take over those types of jobs. Like a consciousness uh, an AI consciousness. Yeah. 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 And also a
6: consciousness with uh an actual moral base. That's one of the things that most scientists are kind of worried about because machines don't really have a moral base
1: that they're working from it 's either so, yes or no it's but like, what do you consider no what do you consider moral base though because there are serial killers that say they have a moral base. there are people that do good things that say they have a moral base, so what do you consider a moral base to teaching to machines? I mean, and maybe not even teaching to machines maybe it 's something it would pick up on
6: yeah well they well they do they do learn on their own based on information that they collect themselves so it's it's not it won 't i don 't even believe that it will be. Something that we will teach them. I think it's something that they will learn on their own.
0: All right, let's just check up here. Uh, Patricia A is saying there's a certain social media ac- expert who chastises me for being late when I ask questions about social media. I would be the I would be a horrible journalist if I withheld information simply because I thought you should already know about it. La says agree. Um, Ellie from Francis saying, "I disagree. Now everyone is hyper-specialized, and that's annoying. We can't
1: communicate anymore.
0: Experts only on one subject are useless."
1: I agree to the to the last point. Yes.
4: Okay, but but, but that's but why they're also, called
1: experts, though. Unfortunately,
4: but but also um, but also uh, just as okay. So just as Donald was talking, right. even I could feel a certain level of anxiety building based on what he was saying. And it took me a minute to understand what that was, right? When you, when anybody puts forth the kind of, uh, okay, this is what's going to happen, right? And they don't root it in in answers in in uh, in real world applications that may take its place, so AI is going to take over for let 's say almost all of our manufacturing uh needs. And so it will replace human beings on that scale. What we're missing out of that, although I recognize that we don't know what the answer is yet, we're missing the dialogue about what's going to happen to all of those displaced workers. So how will our economy change? And this is part of the problem with talking about change. It is so much like tipping over dominoes that by the time that you've had the conversation about the first domino falling, 16,000 other dominoes have fallen behind it. And you simply cannot or don't have the bandwidth to talk about every single domino that's fallen, but they're all touch points. Every single one of those is a touch point. So what do we do with the economy? How do we handle displaced workers? How do we handle benefits? How do we handle what we now understand as our societal makeup in in terms of how it integrates with our economy what would that look like and so those the broad sweeping issues that are facing us for the future they create anxiety simply by being put forth as this is what may or may not happen in the coming future. And people, like I said before, there's so many things going on every single day. I think it's really difficult for people to go, Oh, okay, well now I have to worry about what's going to happen in the next 30 years. It's tough.
6: You've got to worry about what's going to happen in the next five years. Right. <laughs> well, not uh, as because I wouldn't say five I would to say this before what? I go. The one th- I have to go real quick. But what I wanted to say to that, uh, what Jay was saying is that, the the whole the the whole fact of the matter is is just like during the depression when people were jumping out of windows when the stock market crashed uh and then there was big huge soup lines and stuff and there was all these people that were unemployed the same thing is going to happen because this is a technological revolution so it's it's totally different it's displacing so many people at such a fast pace that that's just going to be happening and then there's going to be some other thing that's going to come in and evolve that will take pl- take its place, or or you know help to re uh, what's the, reintegrate those people who are fallen by the wayside, because not everybody was going to be able to, you know, just pick up the slack and and learn a new trade, or you know, or 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 get reeducated or even find a position because of all the positions that are going to be Continuously displacing uh, the regular worker, so that's what I had to say about that.
4: That's a good point. That's a really good point. A, well, a I, new FDR will rise.
6: Well, and <laughs> yes, here, something like that will probably take place within the next five years.
4: I, I think a good
0: example of what you're talking, or we're talking about right now, is look what's happened to the audio industry in the last twenty, twenty-five years. Right, oh, yeah. look how many have been displaced and, you know, the change that has gone through all the, that industry and look what's happened to the workers, a lot of them are being retrained, if they are being able to be retrained, if it's possible, right. and who knows the jobs that they're being retrained for will even be there because technology is affecting those jobs too.
6: Yep. That's right, and it's, it's all, you know, some te- people, I think they, they look at change uh, with kind of a, a negative, uh, you know, point of view in most cases, because, like, even coal, like, you know, when, they, when there's poor people that are sitting there saying, I'm a coal miner, and I just think that coal should be kept on digging out. We should keep on using coal, and I need to keep on digging that coal out. It's an it's a old technology that just needs to be put away and put to sleep. It's like a diesel truck or a diesel car that's driving around on diesel fuel. It's just an old technology that needs to be put to sleep. Because but, just because we were able to make something doesn't mean that it was a good thing. You know, but, but I walk down the street sometimes with brand new diesel cars driving by me, and they stink to high heaven. And you think, Jesus, where's all this pollution going? I mean, it's literally... the 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 amount of pollutants that are coming out of these vehicles is probably three or four times maybe five times more than a benzene or a gasoline driven car and then you know even way more than that when it comes to electric cars so you know just because we've maybe developed some technology doesn't mean that it's good so there will be a kind of like an ebb and flow of these different technologies some that will work and some that will be adopted
4: but then I think we all need to also understand at the same time that just because a technology is being phased out and just because the the it's, it's an antiquated system, that doesn't mean that we need to lose the compassion that we have for the human beings that are affected by it, because just saying that coal is antiquated doesn't put food on the table of that same coal miner's It doesn't put food in in front of his kids. There there are real world issues to saying that, okay, we don't want to do this anymore because we found a better way. But the part of change for us, which we're not good at, is putting something in place of the things that we are replacing. Because just to say that we can do something better by doing it this way doesn't mean that we have to ignore the way that we did it before and figure out how to either move those people into different technology sectors or find a way for them to continue to be useful. Human beings cannot simply D- just be irrelevant. Th- that piece of the conversation I feel like always gets missed out. We are not. Well, we we are the drivers of technology, and if we are the drivers of yeah. technology, we can't just behave with technology like it is some kind of uh like it's some kind of omnipotent force that will solve all of our problems. We are the ones who are driving this. Does but, I, I hope that that makes sense.
6: Think about it this way, though. I'm not talking about making humans irrelevant. I just t- I'm talking about freeing them up to do whatever they want to do. I, I, just know, think about I, what, I think what human would beings happen
4: feel that way, though, Donald, human beings feel like they are irrelevant when they have been replaced. And that's where the fear and anxiety from that change comes from so if we want to placate that then we or uh, facilitate what's going to come next we have to be willing to acknowledge the fact that this is an issue and not just sort of sweep it under the rug and say to those people well too bad so sad coal sucks like we there has to be something else
6: (laughs) coal does suck
4: (laughs) i i know i'm just saying that, that that doesn't help that person because
3: no, I'm
6: not saying that, but what, what happens, just, just use this as, a, as an analogy for, for a lot of these things, a lot of these issues. What if there was no such thing as coal, and these people lived in the Appalachian Mountains, where a lot of this coal is coming from, and all of a sudden, they were, for some reason, they weren't able to get into the coal mines, for whatever reason, just say an avalanche or something, or something closed down those coal mines for for a very long period of time. Everybody has the ability to move from a location. That's why we have, sometimes there have been massive, massive movements of people across different countries. China has had some of the biggest mass uh, exoduses that anyone's ever known. I'm not saying that these people are irrelevant. I'm just saying that they have to come to grips. Every person has to come to grips that the fact that their livelihood might be taken away at some point in time. In the near future so it's, it's not being it's not being harsh it's not i'm not saying too bad for you i'm saying that it's just a reality that most people are going to have to face up with uh, face up to and uh, it's uh sometimes you might have to end up moving you might have to really think about retraining yourself you might have to go into a, to say some kind of a career that you might not have ever even thought of before
4: Okay, because there's and-
6: new careers that are opening up every single day.
4: Okay, and, and, and I'm saying that we can also help manifest a reality for people that includes that. That if we uh, if we understand that this change is coming, that we also have to be willing to manifest change for people who... Uh, if they, If you are 63 years old and you've lived in the same place all your life and don't know any other place, if we as a society are not willing to help each other figure this stuff out, then we really do have, well, obviously we've got bigger problems, but but I, I think if we're talking about change in general, that is one place that we can start. We can start by helping people who underst- who do understand what big changes are coming explain this to the people who don't know that it's coming and then start making real solid plans not just pie in the sky hey your job's going to be replaced by an ai in the next five years look here's the programs that i I think you should enroll in here's community counselors to figure out what the job market is going to look like i mean like we look we've got the resources we can do this we are smart people as a general population I don't feel like this is yeah. outside of our purview.
6: I think there are some programs already in place in those places, like uh, in Appalachian c- certain places where there's coal mine, coal mining's uh, coal mining operations that have been shut down. So I think that is the case. But then there's, yeah, there's huge uh, other swaths of, of uh, you know, engineering, uh, truck driving. Uh, all different types of transportation jobs that are going to be taken away but yeah I, I think uh, yeah it's it's going to have to go case by case basis because you have a lot of different factors in there so it's going to be pretty tough regardless and I, I do agree that um, the United States has the economy to be able to shoulder any kind of problems that come up I mean even if you even if you displaced some of the military spending in that regard and and reallocated it towards you know helping these you know getting these programs off the ground that would be a huge uh, step in the right direction too
4: yeah i definitely agree with
0: that Just catching up on comments here um ellie from france says the the type of technologies that have been mentioned here some of them are only available to the upper class Tony Davis says VCRs are old technology that need to be put to sleep, but for some reason <laughs> people are still selling VCRs and VHS tapes. <laughs> LOL. Uh, look at this. Uh, LA, LA, also, LA also says the only power is your wallet. And then LA saying, no, in quotes, they, unquote, are the drivers of technology. Whoever, quote, they, unquote, are, it's just not, It's just, no, it's not me or any of my students. So,
4: I mean, that's a good point too. That is a really good point. And that's exactly, I think what I was trying to say before about there has to be a way we can all access this without feeling like it is just out of our control completely, I I just, I don't believe that it's out of our control. I I feel like we've lost the ability to see that it is in our control, but (laughs) I don't think it is.
1: Well, the world of procrastinators, right? Um, I mean, Can that's. You get
4: back to you to, I'll get back to you on that tomorrow.
1: Okay, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do have to say though, uh, Doctor Vibe, Jay, Tony, uh, La, uh, everyone else that was in here so far. I appreciate you guys, you know, doing this show and taking the time to be a part of Kente's uh, 24-hour stream. Um. Thank you. And I will be on later tonight, guys. I will be on for their closing show, but I do have to go for the day. I do have a few interviews I have to do myself.
0: No problem. Thanks for making the conversation better. Thanks, Patrick.
1: But uh, can you exit me out, Patrick, Dr. Vibe? I can't do it I will, myself. I will do Thanks.
0: it. Uh, well, actually, Kinte has to do it. I don't have the control.
1: Hey, system. Kinte, kick me out. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I'll kick you out,
5: real. Well, and, and I just kind of—I hope I have time to uh, bring this one last point in, um, and, and uh, this thing of uh, you know, I was kind of joking about VCRs and VHS tapes and stuff like this, but, but um, not just a thing of, of adaptation. It's it's also a thing of of um, when yeah. adaptation has kind of forced upon you, um, and examples of that. Light, light the VHS and the V, you know, VHS tapes, but um, when change is forced upon you, like I'm using the example of um, hurricanes when they come through the area uh, and and it destroys an entire town or population, um, forest fires, you know, out in California, um, when when places become abandoned ghost towns when theme parks become abandoned places you know like that because of of hurricanes floods tornadoes you know that kind of thing you know can are people really able to deal with the adaptation in many cases like what i'm talking about no they're not uh it, it it becomes play you know towns become ghost towns uh, theme parks become uh, holes of of once enjoyment to now rusting roller coasters all over the place. Technology becomes abandoned and and becomes scrap metal and or or whatever. Uh, it's that that's also another thing in, in an adaptation you have to deal with is can people even handle the change?
0: Well, well this is what I'm saying here that. More and more, I feel less and less people can handle the change because a, it's going so fast, and it's a small minority of people that are implementing these, this change who are able to adapt to it. At, at, let alone at that time, or if, if not in a decent amount of time, where more and more people are being left behind. That that is what I'm that is that is what I'm trying to get across. It change is. I don't know if it's helping as much people. Because when I hear the word change these days, I'm going, I hear change, but I don't know if it's change for the good or change for the not good. And the more I'm hearing, I'm hearing more changes that are not good or not fully thought through, as Jay Carino was saying earlier, that they're not, the whoever are making these changes are not taking the wide, the macro thought process in regards to it.
1: Yeah, I, I think... Um it's not always going to help. I mean, unless like Jay, uh, Jay said, if, if somehow the, the greatest minds put their, you know, put their heads together and go, listen, we want to help everybody or we want to teach the next tier down of, of intelligence. And I'm not saying people are of less intelligence, but people are in some cases you teach the le- next level down from you that have your, whatever you have, you teach the next people down, they teach the next people down and so on to try to, Create uh, as close to one hundred percent I guess as you can get, um, but i don 't believe in the next i mean even one hundred years we 're going to be anywhere near uh, that that kind of lofty goal. I would hope we 're at least at fifty to sixty uh, by that time, um, but that 's me being being very optimistic unfortunately. I just think that eventually because it may start at the top and they may try to teach and try to help, but I figure that there is always a a, a kink in every armor and i think eventually down the down the road of that th- you'll hit the kink and the kink will will not stop progress but at least slow it
0: yeah <laughs> I, Patrick, i've i've messed i've also dm Kinte to see if he can <laughs> so it's all it's no, so I, I,
1: I don't have an interview for an hour and a half but i wanted to get ready for the the topics we were going yeah. to be discussing but yeah but uh, uh, yeah. but i'm glad to stay until i get kicked
0: no problem Can't, tony i interrupt It sounded like you wanted to say no, something no, no i no, he didn't have
1: anything he,
5: worthwhile to say to or something.
0: oh my gosh jay carino what is on your mind and your heart
4: i i i you know i i think that this kind of conversation is exactly <laughs> the place that we need to be in terms of understanding what does come next if 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 everything that we're talking about in terms of change uh, also by the way it's jen just so everybody yes. knows no problem i, I feel okay. bad that you're calling me jay it's jen no
1: hey um, I, no thank I, you Jen. <laughs> okay jay uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> change, <laughs> is Procrastinated learner. change is hard change is uh, get hard
1: get off my lawn please if, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no problem sorry go ahead go ahead
4: if if we can have more of these kinds of conversations between everybody, if each person has a conversation with the people that they know, that they care about, that they want to see adapt to everything, this this is exactly the way to do it. it, it it's got to come from not just uh, a position of compassion. It's got to come from a position of discovery. Hey, I want to help Everybody discover, I want to learn. I mean, part of the reason that I feel like sometimes these podcasts are so incredibly powerful is because there is enlightenment in them in the sense that you get to hear from people that you may never get to hear from their side because you don't run into these people in your everyday life or because your social group doesn't include that particular train of thought. And so the the more that we can widen this discourse into understanding what changes are to come and how we can embrace it, but also how we can keep up with it, the better the world is gonna be. So I, I have to applaud everybody for being just actively a part of this kind of conversation. I think it's really powerful.
1: Can, can I say something really quick, Dr. Vibe? Please do. Got half an hour, uh, so take your time. Okay, this is uh, aimed towards LA. Um, I want to apologize uh, for our first interactions in the show. Um, I feel that maybe I was offending by what I was saying, and I and I do apologize. And I think I, I speak for some people in the, in in the US and around the world that they they think very analytically, and it's hard for me to process a lot of emotion into my. Into my thought process, I mean unless it 's like maybe my parents or my daughter or my fiance those are it 's a very tight circle, but outside of that, I try to attack it from an analytical standpoint and 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 I apologize to her because I understand there are stresses, there are things that haunt everyone each or not haunt everyone, but that um, burden everyone each day uh, and i do but I do. Um, promote like uh, Jen is saying, I almost said Jay, like Jen is saying, um, like the rest of us are trying to say, try to find those two seconds a day that you may be able to catch up in a way that will benefit whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. If it's something that's going to benefit what you're trying to accomplish in your life, or even at this moment, like being in the moment, take those two seconds to kind of take a breather and find out what can help me today what can help me accomplish what I want to accomplish? And I think that's all I was trying to get to. And I wish I would have slowed down a little bit and really uh, took my time to answer that.
0: Good stuff.
1: That's it. I apologize.
0: There we go. No problem. And and LA is saying back, thank you. I appreciate it. I will make that time. I appreciate it, LA. Uh, so I, I appreciate that, that we can have those type of conversations and, that type of thought process—that's what I like to see. So I appreciate that very much. Okay, and uh, Patricia saying I get so tickled when a problem that is caused by change is met by a shrug of shoulders and a statement that, "quote This is the end times," unquote, by certain people. That is so, <laughs> much, that is so much. That is so much easier than actually tackling the problem. Well said, Patricia. Well done. Well done but that, but that unfortunately you hear that <laughs> you definitely oh, hear that big time, big time
5: yeah
0: in, also too and i'm sitting here in toronto and uh the three well i'm i'm going under the understanding and correct me if i'm wrong that the three other participants that are live right here are in the united states uh what is the it seems looking from above you physically geographically below here is is it are people getting more entrenched in their thought process which like you know taking a you know people are getting more entrenched and i'm not just talking politically wise but culturally wise socially wise which is going to make change even more difficult
4: well,
0: y- you know. I'm what do you gonna... mean
1: by looking above us? By the way, sorry. Uh, well, Canada's yeah. above, geography wise.
0: I just oh, geography wise. Yeah. <laughs> just geography wise. No other way. I'm, 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 I'm staying in my lane. I'm just talking facts, yeah. geography wise. Last time I looked at the globe, we were above you. That's it. Yes. Go on. now. Yes.
4: <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm going to tackle that real quick. Uh, I'm going to say that although I think that we as a, as a as a culture believe that we are more entrenched than ever before i think that that is a polarization of politics and what i really see in terms of where we are in social progressivism is that you're not going to stop the march of social progressivism and i i say that that's not a political statement that is a statement of how culture is marching forward we are becoming far more inclusive we will always have pockets of resistance to that kind of stuff but we are moving in this direction that i don't think you can stem the tide of it so when you say are people becoming more entrenched I think that there are vocal pockets of people who are more entrenched and because they are the outliers, they are right now getting more attention than the average person because the average person is still the status quo and that's not exciting and it doesn't sell rating or it doesn't make ratings. It doesn't sell ads. It's, it's less exciting to pay attention to normal than it is to pay attention to what is on the outside and so we get a sort of a false narrative going through that somehow there are far more uh, pockets of people being um, ugly and, and, and I mean they're there, don't get me wrong, I've seen them myself, I've experienced it, I live in Hawaii which culturally is probably one of the most inclusive places on the planet. And yet I'm a white person living in Hawaii. So I get a lot of, uh, it's not, it isn't always a great experience. I'm on the other side of the, the spectrum here, but I still get white privilege. I still get, you know, I'm still afforded the kind of uh, cultural appreciation that I didn't do anything to earn. So uh, th- there, there is a sense even out here that while people are, uh, that there's always gonna be different ideas about how we do things. I, I feel like in terms of whether people are more entrenched or less entrenched, they're more entrenched in the political moment than they are in how does this affecting how is this affecting every every day life the number of bathrooms now that have genders and then gender neutral are, are exploding and that's just one small tiny little segment of society that has changed within the past 5 years and and i don't see how that cha- i don't see how that stops i see people continuing to be loud and vocal about it but i don't see how we stop being inclusive as a culture and a society, right? Does that make sense?
1: Uh, I, I get it, but I will tell you exactly where it ends. And I'll talk about it only in one aspect, and that's an aspect of sports.
4: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: There are the transgender athletes that there are the two that were biologically born male that were, and I forget what state they're in, but they are female track runners, and they are winning track meets against biological females
4: well, okay, but what but ha- my but wait, but wait, but wait, before we go into that my my comment was more about uh, because because i don 't know if that's actually sort of where I was heading what what oh, I was sorry. trying to say was that society is moving toward more inclusiveness in terms of how we are changing, and,
1: oh, and okay. although
4: we are entrenched in our quote unquote camps when it comes to our ideologies and perhaps even what we consider to be our moral centers. We, I think as a group, we are far more, we're far more progressive as a society than we even give ourselves credit for because we pay attention to the outliers of that. And we really call very into sharp focus things when they don't seem like they are uh, the norm, if you will. So that's, I think, why we have such a hard time when things go off the rails the way that they do. They, th- that doesn't feel normal to us. And my point is that even five years ago, those things may have felt normal to us. Does that make sense? The,
1: completely, completely. And I do think uh, some of that inclusion you're speaking of, I do have to say, I don't think it's of the older generations. I want to give everyone enough credit, but unfortunately I can't. I do believe it is of younger generations as younger generations, you know, as it keeps, you know, going up and up and up. The younger generations seem to be the ones nowadays that want to make the change. They want right. to make a change towards it where the older generations are okay with the way things are. And they're not not necessarily like they're they're trying to – some of them are trying to hate on people and not include everyone. But some of them, or the majority of them, I feel, are actually just okay with – living their own lives and not paying any attention to any kind of inclusion anymore. They're like, you know what? I paid my dues when I was younger. I don't really feel like I need to care about inclusion anymore. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing all my life, and I'll be fine, you know, myself. Me and my family, it's not going to affect us, so I'll be fine. And I think the younger generation is like, listen, we're going to build something so when the younger the generation than us comes up, they're going to see that their that they're then, we would be called elders, took the steps necessary to try to include.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah I, 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 I do agree with
1: that. Sorry. That, that, I hope that's more on the point.
0: No, the, and, and that brings up a really good point that you're speaking about there, Patrick. Do we do we feel confidence or have a sense of confidence of the future with our young people make, adapting this change and using this change for the better? Because they're the next generation coming up, and a lot of the change are able to get a sense of our whole... I get an understanding of better than they're doing not too bad a job do we have faith that they'll be able to manage it there'll be some ups and downs along the way but do you feel confident with these changes and how young people are sort of
1: okay <laughs> go ahead sort of and it's like jay said earlier it's i think you said it jay uh yeah. or jen. Yeah. jen
2: i'm so sorry
1: <laughs> i'm so sorry it's uh all good, uh, all good. Uh, as I look down at your screen, that's the first thing that comes into my eye. But anyways, uh, Jen, as you said, I think earlier, it is us that are teaching the younger generations. We're teaching them how to be. If people are saying people are are, are ignorant to certain things, a lot of the parents or a lot of the older generations than these the generation we say we're saying are are unintelligent. They're teaching those. They're they're getting them ready. They're training them, and and I think that. That's why I said maybe a little bit because I feel that if this generation or my generation and maybe even the generation that came that came after me take the time to tre- teach future generations after us the right way to inc- to have inclusion and to not be so okay with um, just. I guess mediocrity of thought, and I hope that makes any sense, just saying that the being okay where you are, being stuck in the middle, being okay with, with being in the middle, and, and, and just moving forward with your life instead of actually actively trying to make a change. If, so with, like, myself, I'm 30. With my daughter, my daughter is nine years old. I am trying to instill in her the the ability to understand inclusion is a great thing. Making a change, if you see a a way to in a positive light, is a great thing to stand for and go for and strive for. Because many people along the way will tell you it is not the thing to strive for. This is not what you should be doing. You should turn around and just be okay with status quo for right now. Do it on another day. Procrastinate mentally for another day and, and economically for another day. But you know what if she takes the right steps and people of her generation and my brother's generation and uh, you know even younger as as we as we all get older I think that is the precedent we want to be setting because if we don't then no I don't trust the younger generations I'm, because we're teaching them to fail we're setting them up to fail the whole of humanity from now until whenever the, it changes
3: I'm, Well I'm going to I'm of-
4: going to add one thing to that and I'm going to say <laughs> that I have learned a heck of a lot from my kids because my kids, I, 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 I don't like using this word because I feel like it gets overused, but, you know, my kids have a quote unquote woke sense to them that I even, I, not even I, that I didn't understand until I was able to process through through their experiences what was happening. And so they, as young adults, have taught me a heck of a lot about not just where we're going in terms of society but what real culture is 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 not just in their generation but how they perceive and see the generations above them and and that kind of back and forth the stream that goes back and forth that's really important because the people who this is it's it's a weird situation, right? I mean, for the people that are in the U.S., we know that when you get to be uh, past forty, forty and above, you make up the biggest segment of the voting block in the United States. The people who are younger, they don't always tend to vote. So, if you are listening, to the people who are younger, if you are listening to, you can encourage them to vote, but if they don't, at least you have an understanding of where society is going. At least you can start to manifest those changes in your own world. You can make or move toward changes that that are seriously happening. Like we don't have to be the ones, Our my generation, generations above me, the the millennial generation. We don't have to be the people that stand in the way of progress. We can listen and learn from the the the, the culture at large and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is a good idea. That's well, I, know, I, I feel like that's I,
1: important. I like that you said that. And and there's a thing with uh, what's her name uh, from New York, I think uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, everybody's talking about her, and I love her. I hope. <laughs> I won't get too far into aspirations for her future, but I, I will say that when she was on, and I know she's been on so many shows lately, but I believe she was on Jim, no, not Jimmy Kimmel, Uh, well, whatever, Jimmy Fallon, I think it was, and she was talking to Jimmy Fallon and said, uh, you know, it's funny because you think that the world's not progressing and you think that there's a, a way that, you know, Congress and the way that that change moves through the House of Representatives and the Senate and the White House and blah, 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 right? Well, her point was that she stopped before her election to Congress. Her point was that she saw and she had a 19 year old, a 19 year old stop her in the street and say, oh, I just voted for you. I can't believe I'm meeting you. I just voted for you. I want to see change a 19 year old in an election off year, not a presidential election, an election off year voting, yeah, outvoting and excited about it is awesome.
4: It is astounding.
0: I uh, just want to jump in here. Donald said that uh, our, the younger generation is more, um, <laughs> we can trust them with change because they're detached from religion and politics.
4: Well, I mean, that, uh, that, that's
5: a uh, lot. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah.
0: But I, th- I think that, I think we will see in regards to change, I think, well, we'll see how long it lasts. I. More and more young people are getting, at least voting or at least getting out there to vote because... They don't like what's going on and they want change
4: good on them i mean if 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 the if our entire country really did vote in the bigger numbers then more of what the real population wanted would see it manifest but as it is right now i'm telling you the biggest voting block is 40 and above and that's when you think about it you're leaving the choices of this country in their hands so when you don't like what happens if you're not voting, if you're thinking that it doesn't matter, it does. It really does.
1: Well, here's the biggest issue, and and here's the thing. And I will say one more thing. You know, I just talked about uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I will say uh, during the last election, I'm not I'm not a person, and I don't know why people are so like. Uh, uptight about sharing things i I just don't understand i probably don't because of the younger generation maybe but i i I find a lot of older generations uh upset and uptight about talking about like i guess they would consider it political affiliation uh but i don't consider you know democrat whatever republican i don't care about any of that i want to see somebody doing something right for the country as a whole not i don't care what side of an aisle you stand on really honestly but yes no more normally when you think People say Republican. Normally, that means stiff white guy that only cares about money and not about the little guy. So, yes, I I had voted for Bernie Sanders in the last uh, election in the primary. Then it it came down to uh, uh, Hillary. And as you see, the popular vote shows Hillary won that. But what I'm saying is there's other steps, not just the 40 and above. There's other steps in the government taking away from actual decisions being made by the general public. There are other roadblocks that I truly believe need to be eliminated in the future in order to stop these roadblocks from happening. Yeah. If, well, if 51%, listen, and Dr. Vibe as well, and Tony and, and, and Jen, if 51% of people vote for something and 49% of people vote for something else, does that not mean that the majority of people voted for thing A? To me, yes, that tells me, okay, so then the roadblock, known as the, as the Electoral College, got in the way.
5: I'm, I'm going to hop off. That's I, what just that tells me. It's time for me to go eat. You so. go
1: ahead. And, and when we get to 5 o'clock, when this show ends, I will be hopping off. But go yeah. ahead.
0: Take care, Tony. Thanks uh, again for making the conversation better.
5: Thank you. Sir.
0: Take care. <laughs> we've got a few more minutes left. If anyone wants to jump back in, we've got probably about 10 minutes maximum left to Coming on the conversation, it's been a good one. And Jen, uh, I'm living in Hawaii. You don't want to know what's going on in Toronto right now. <laughs> the weather is uh, <laughs> it's out of bounds right now. Like with, I'll say it in Fahrenheit. With the wind chill is about minus twenty below.
4: I um I I spent most of my youth <laughs> in upstate New York, so okay, I, I feel like much like a, a prison sentence. I did my time right (laughs) now now I live in the tropics and I'm like yeah okay this is what it feels like to to jailbreak this is it this is it
0: so as as we're starting to wind down the the epic conversation here I want both you just make some final comments in regards to um what changes let's put the crystal ball off what are some of the changes you'd like to see when it comes to today's society And I always like to do on the Dr. Vibe show, Ladies First. So Jen, what are some things you'd like to see big picture wise change in the society to make it a better place?
4: Uh, I can think of two things right off the top that I think would make our society better. One is a better focus and understanding of what we are teaching children on very academic in primary and all the way up to high school levels. I think that that is the core of what we are failing at. We don't teach civics the way that we're supposed to. We don't encourage our the generations that are coming from where they are from. We don't teach younger generations to behave in civic discourse and, and with civic minds the way that we once did. And that, I think that that is a failing of ours. I don't think there's any other way around it. Our democracy cannot thrive unless we teach people how to use the tools that are around us, including technology, uh, to change who we are and where we're going. So that's one. And then two, I honestly, I think if we as a culture can embrace the idea that change is not a bad thing, that if we can somehow alleviate even a little bit of anxiety around it we can make more positive changes and help people through it so that they're not experiencing these huge tumultuous uh life altering times and give them support i don't understand why we think that support is somehow equated to weakness I don't think it is. And I think that that's part of why people don't change because they see change and then needing help with it as some kind of weakness. Like I can't do it myself. So those are two big things I think we could do.
0: And, uh, and just, just before, I, I what I love about the way you presented that, Jen, is two things. You had one for the younger people and one for the older people. Well done. Patrick?
1: And I think, uh, I, I hopefully believe science will cover for younger and older. uh <laughs> It's, it's basically on top of what Jen said is, is learning to think for yourself and critical thinking and learning how to have a conversation. You know, that to me is what science does best is learning, you know, it, it's not biased. It tells you straight fact. It lets you think critically. It lets you try to think for the future. You know, and, and there are things that may stay the same for people of older generations that like things that stay the same, but also for younger generations that want to move the progress bar ahead. Uh, it it definitely helps you move ahead by helping you think critically and, 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 and helping to uh, make other discoveries. And I think that also is taught in subjects like are, are taught in school that uh, are not taught with a uh, very good passion from teachers as well is, is, is that uh, like you said, uh, Jen, it's not taught very well. I think that um, if people were taught to have a passion for something and not just, this is a, you know, these the, I'm, I'm enslaved to school, basically. And then after 12th grade, I can ba- I can throw away my papers in the air and walk away and run away and be happy again. No, if you taught if you're taught to to be intrigued by it and want to learn and want to find out more information and want to move things forward and have communication, that's what school should do. And I do believe uh, that they should really make a, a jump to that in the next three to four years
0: okay well we are coming to the end of our epic conversation Uh, i'd like to first and foremost thank uh, jen patrick tony la who came on live thank you so much also donald donald came on live also i'd like to thank patricia and ellie for coming in and making comments appreciate it not the easiest of conversation topics but thank you so much that uh, you you had you, you faced it and dealt with it head on In regards to me, I think one change I'd like to see is let's chat with each other and listen to each other. Let's do more, like things like this are great, but also if you get the opportunity to see someone face-to-face or even make a phone call. One of the things I do with a lot of people, I'll either phone them or give good phone. That's one of the things I would say, give good phone. And then also um, (laughs) either email them or leave a message and just say two words, you're good. Because it all starts individual. If we want change to happen, it has to start with each person individually. And the best way to do that is with love. On that note, it's Dr. Vibe here, host and producer of the award-winning Dr. Vibe show. If you want to touch base with me, the best way is I'll just say the d r v i b e s h o w dot com. Kinte is in the house. I'd like to say large thanks to Kinte. Also, thank you, uh, Sandra. Thank you for stopping by. Also, Mokaawa. Thank you for staying for the whole thing. Thank you, Sharon, also for the whole thing. And uh, it's over to Kinte. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, for coming out. And uh, we have a, another show. Actually, it'll be the Ebony. Empress herself, Sandra, she's going to do her thing. So uh, what we're going to do is... One other thing. It was hilarious because Patrick had asked you to kick him out about 20, about half an hour ago. (laughs) But but it was good that he said that it worked out good because he stayed around and he helped make it an epic conversation. Again, Patrick, much props to you for the apology. It's appreciated not taken for granted. That's large. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, so we're, we'll close this one out and, and start the next room. All right, you guys. Peace. Take care.